You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Hi guys, and welcome back to another episode of P.S. Meet Me at Stage Door. Today we're talking all things Disney with our special guest. But before we get into that, we're going to start with the bulletin. So Tori, take it away. In this past week, we have received a first look at Spielberg's West Side Story. They have released some images, and I have to say... I'm so keen for this. I think the theatre community, it just, it really, really needs this right now. Another really exciting thing for Aussies is that Sydney Dance Company have just released that they're going to be doing unlimited video dance at home classes for $28 a week. And you get unlimited classes for that week, or you can do single classes right in your own living room for $12. Last but not least, National Theatre London will have free full-length plays available every Thursday from April 2nd. The shows will be available to watch on YouTube and they kicked off on the 2nd of April with a play regarded as one of the most joyous laugh-out-loud shows of the last decade, One Man, Two Governors by Richard Bean and it stars, believe it or not, James Corden. You can head over now and subscribe and turn the bell notification on so you get notified when they go live. After that will come Jane Eyre, Twelve Night, and Treasure Island. I watched One Man, Two Governors yesterday and it was hilarious. So I definitely recommend heading over to check it out. Keeping in mind this is completely free thanks to the National Theatre and the artists involved. But they do offer the opportunity to donate via the nationaltheatre.org.uk to continue the support for artists in these hard times. Today we have our first ever guest on the show. She is also someone very special to us and that is Taylor Kunkel. Taylor is an actress who did her Bachelor of Music majoring in music theatre at the Australian Institute of Music, which is where we met. She is a professional children's entertainment performer in Canberra and our resident party princess. She also specialises in making Disney-inspired princess costumes and wigs, which makes her the perfect guest to talk all things Disney with us today. So welcome, Taylor! Hi! Yay! I'm so excited to be here. Thanks for having me. So we're going to be talking to you today about (laughs) Disney. We know you're obsessed with Disney. Obsessed. Like, actually obsessed. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. I love it. Like, no adult should be this obsessed. (laughs) (laughs) This is why we have you here. So, Taylor, if you could briefly explain to us, how did you get into theatre and why did you get into theatre? Sure. So, um, I got into theatre in high school. Um, I always sang when I was little because my family over in Canada is a country band. So, I started off singing some country. I get my musical talent from my dad. <laughs> but um, yeah, I just like when I got into year seven, they were doing Oliver and I was like, heck yeah, I want to be in a musical, even though I didn't really watch many musicals when I was little. Um, and I just fell in love with it and I did all my school musicals. Um, and then I actually kind of went into doing vet work and stuff. But I decided... I was like, after doing that for a bit, I was like, no, I need to sing. And so I auditioned to do a diploma of musical theatre at Canberra Academy of Dramatic Art. And I got into that and I did that and it was amazing. And I discovered my passion there. 
Um, and then I did a few musicals around Canberra and then I decided to audition for AIM, the Australian Institute of Music. And I got in and that's how I met you beautiful people. And that's, yes. it was just like the best time ever. The best years of my life. That's how the fates aligned. <laughs> yep. And Taylor, you performed in The Magical Brunch, which for those of you who don't know, The Magical Brunch was a Disney Princess and Prince lunch, which basically was a high tea. And they had the Disney princesses performing on stage and she was playing Anna in it, which was incredible. So what was that experience like for you? Oh, it was a dream come true. It was just the best thing ever because, you know, everyone wants to be a Disney princess. And I've auditioned for Disneyland and stuff before. And unfortunately, I haven't been successful. Um, Same with a lot of people. I've never actually performed any Disney songs in person besides then like I'd done some stuff at AIM um like a couple of assessments where I sung a couple Disney songs but I've never actually performed in front of a crowd as a princess so that was just amazing and it was the first time I really got to like experience people believing that I was the character and it's so addictive it's so awesome it's the best feeling ever and so I was like yes I need to do this more so I started doing princess parties and I love it so much. It's the best. Kids just eat it up when you when you come out as a princess yes. of any kind. The energy that they give you, it's just, it's intoxicating. Oh. And I was initially really nervous to do that kind of thing because um, it's improv. Like, the whole thing is improv. And so mm-hmm. I was like, oh, no, they're going to ask me a question. I won't know how to answer. Like, And the parents as well, you're like, how do I talk to the adults? Because, like, they're going to judge me and stuff. But mm-hmm. when you're in the costume and you've got the makeup on it and you've got the wig on and the little kids are just, like, staring at you with these, like, big eyes, you're like, I can do anything. And you're just in the character. And it's so much fun. And it just comes to you. And they'll believe anything as well. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, whoa, you're real? You get to do this every single day? Oh, but it's the best. And because this is what I've always wanted to do as well. Like, I remember one time when I was at Movie World, I was, I think, nine or ten years old. And I was wearing an orange shirt and we were watching the parade and the Mystery Inc. van went past. And I saw Velma and she walked past me and she pointed at me and she was like, nice orange. And I died inside. (gasps) You do? I was like, oh, I was like, oh my God, Velma spoke to me. Oh my God, we're best friends. And I was like, like I, I've always remembered that moment. And I'm like, I, I just need to do that. So doing the magical brunch, um, you mm-hmm. actually made a costume for that. And so explain to us briefly a little bit how you got into making costumes. Was the magical brunch the thing that sparked it? And what was your previous mm. experience with costumes before that? Yeah, the magical brunch is what sparked it. Um, I've always been interested in sewing and costume making, um, but I'd never really tried it before. Like I did the, you know, when you do it in high school and you have to do like a a semester or whatever. Like I did that, but I didn't remember anything from that. I was never too interested. And so, yeah, I got into the magical brunch and uh, we had a costume try on and you know how Anna wears two different costumes in the movie? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. So I was yeah. wearing I was wearing her main costume and I was like, wait, I'm singing uh, Love is an Open Door. So I should be wearing her coronation costume. Um, but that's just the costume that I was given. So I was like, you know what? 
I'm gonna make my own costume. I was like, I'm gonna, yes. I'm gonna give it a go. Like, Love if, it. if any time was a, t- yeah, if there was ever a time to try it, now is the time because because if might it fails, able- you still have a costume. But if it goes really well, yeah. it could be even better for your performance, and then you look exactly. fantastic as well. You and you did look fantastic. Oh, thanks, Gora. It really, it really stood out. Yeah. So I was like, I'll. I'll I'll give it a go. Like, what do I have to lose? Um, if it sucks, then I just don't have to wear it. And if it's awesome, then I have the right costume for the song. And so yeah. I was like, okay, I'll I'll start on something not as hard because the coronation dress is you've seen the dress. Like it's it's very detailed. And so I was like, what's another costume I've always wanted to make? And I was like, Snow White, because she's my spirit Disney princess. She is who you like aspire to be. <laughs> oh yeah, because I'm I'm pale. I got that round face. Like it's perfect. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I'm pale and I have dark hair. This is me. I should just embody Snow White. Embrace it. That's the word. I should just embrace it. <laughs> um. Anyway, so I was like, I'll try Snow White. Um. I tried to get my Nana's sewing machine, but it wasn't working. And my mum knew I was interested in sewing, and she went and got me a secondhand sewing machine which was so oh, sweet so of her sweet. yeah cuz i wasn't working at the time so i was like i can't yeah i can't get a sewing machine um and so she got me one and i was like i'm going to do snow white and i got a pattern and i just like tried it out and it actually turned out really good i was like oh oh okay like what i can do this <laughs> wait what this is this is yeah um, this is a watched, new skill I have. Yeah, and I watched so many YouTube videos, so many. Yeah, I was going to ask, how did you learn? How did you? Do you have oh. any tips for other people who want to learn how to do costume making? Yes, YouTube everything. <laughs> I've never been to a class. I've never, um, like had someone sit down and show me how to sew. I've just watched. Like you've not been formally trained. No, no, I just watch YouTube videos. Oh my gosh, you should have seen like how many videos I watched in that first couple of weeks of learning to sew. I was just obsessed. I was like, I need to learn everything. I can't imagine because your your stuff is so great. And mm. if you guys want to actually see some of the stuff that she's done, we're going to be posting on our Instagram some of her work. So check it out. You'll be pretty shocked that she only used YouTube videos to learn how to <laughs> sew. It should inspire a lot of people out there to also know that you can pick up a new skill like sewing yeah. um, and you can just work really hard at it and you don't need to have like formal training to be Mm -hmm. good at something. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that's like the biggest takeaway that I've had from all of this. And the biggest piece of advice that I can give is that if you have, if you're even slightly interested in something and you've always wanted to try it, like just give it a go because you never know where it's going to lead you. Like I, a year and a half ago, I didn't even think about sewing and I was like, it wasn't a part of my life and I needed a hobby and, I was bored all the time because Matt plays games all the time and I'm just sitting there. Um, (laughs) (laughs) So I was like, I need a hobby and I wouldn't have never expected. Like I'm sitting here in my sewing, my sewing studio, I like to call it now. And I'm just like (laughs) looking around. I'm like, this was not my life a year and a half ago. Mm. And I'm so happy that I tried it. It's such a huge achievement for you that... You can expand from just doing music theatre, being a really great... Because Taylor is a fantastic singer, by the way. Like, she Mm. is a fantastic performer. So the fact that you're able to do that and also bring a completely other aspect of theatre in costume making to come together to create a beautiful, like, performance of costume and singing and acting, it's it's such an amazing thing to see. 
Yeah. And our because we're performers, obviously we're very creative. So it's nice that I get to do something that's really creative, that is time consuming. So I'm I always have something to do now. Like I'm never bored. If I wanna if I have nothing to do, I'll just I'll just go and sew something. And it just takes like you get lost in it. Sorry, I've gone on a bit of a tangent, but the answer to that question <laughs> was I did the snow white dress and I was like, yes, okay, I can do this. And so I made the coronation dress and it turned out really well. And I ended up wearing it for the brunch. And it was just like the best feeling to wear something that I made for in front of an audience and get to sing in it. And everyone was like, everyone loved the costume. And I was like, yay, I did that. So what's actually your favorite character that you have created? What's the... F- best costume you think you've done and also your favorite maybe the best and the favorite um oh oh i i have yeah i have different answers for those questions so uh, the one that i've enjoyed making the most is probably mm-hmm. the anna one the yeah. coronation dress because it was yeah. like i learned so much doing it and maybe the most extravagant dress i've made is the bell dress yeah the, the gold ball gown yeah on the topic of like the favorite costumes that you've made what's your favorite princess to play mm-hmm. um i have a couple but for different reasons so i think maybe my favorite princess to play because of the reaction of the kids is bell yeah like that it's of it, it's so extravagant and bell is every kid's favorite princess so that i love that but maybe my favorite princess to play like character wise is like rapunzel mm. or anna because they're both more high energy and like have that bubbly personality so it's a bit easier to do like when I'm Belle I feel like I have to kind of restrain Mm -hmm. myself a little bit be a little more fancy yeah but um actually Snow White is the hardest for me because she has such a high voice something that I would love to hear is can you just say a Snow White sentence in your normal voice and then say it in a Snow White voice Um, or just say it in a princess voice um, I just want to hear Um, the difference once there was a princess and she fell in love it was very easy. And then Snow White would be, once there was a princess and she fell in love. Oh, it was very oh easy. God, it's so hard. So cool. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> but that sounds so perfect. All right, guys. Now for the segment you've all been waiting for. It is our dun, 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 lyric challenge. <laughs> I'm so keen. So today, because I lost last week, I'm going to be the host for today's lyric challenge. And it's going to be a (laughs) challenge between Tori and Taylor. So are you guys ready? Oh, you better be ready to go down. I was born ready to not go down to to win. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so round one. I'm going to make Tori go first because you're the guest. So we'll let Tori go first so she can show you how it's done. Okay. (laughs) What would I give if I could live out of these waters? What would I pay to spend a day warm on the sand? Ariel from The Little Mermaid. Let's not talk about the fact that the key was completely wrong and it's it's fine. I got the lyrics right and that's all that matters. (laughs) It's a lyric challenge. Okay, great. So Tori won. Okay, Taylor. I already know what this is. This key is so hard to get. Wait, 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 wait. Okay, ready? All right. Taylor. I'm ready. Yep. When you're miles and miles from your nice warm bed. Oh, I know this. I know this. <laughs> what? 
Oh, I need to get in the right key. I can't no, get in the right I key. I know it. I know yeah. it. I know it doesn't matter on the key. If you know the song, you'll know it. I mean, I know the, I know the lyrics. I'm just trying to think of the melody. Last one, but you just remember Dang what it. your old pal said. <laughs> yeah, you got a friend yes! in me. Yeah. Yes! It took me a second, but. What is it from? Toy Story, y'all. You got that even with my shoddy singing of that. I'm really proud of you. Okay. Thank you. We've got one each. Okay. okay. Oh, God. I'm scared now. <laughs> yep, I'm ready. Batter up. Okay. Ever just the same. Ever a surprise. I mean, I know what it's from. Come on. I really don't watch this movie very often. Ever just the same. Ever a surprise. Uh, more than before. Ever just as sure. As the sun will rise. Um, you got the end bit right. Well, I mean, it's it's tailed as old as time from Beauty and the Beast, and I just don't know what the next lyric is, and I'm probably gonna shoot myself. Yes. Who sings it though? Um, Mrs. Potts sings it. Mrs. Potts. Okay, so I'm gonna give you a half <laughs> point for that. Oh, okay, fine. So you're one and a half, Taylor's one, because you, you didn't get the lyrics straight after. So okay. I, I'm, I'm gonna be hard because I know you guys are both really good. <laughs> okay. So, okay. It's it's ever as before. Okay. Yeah. Ever just as sure. Yep. I'm ashamed. Ever of as before. But just as sure. Yeah. It's weird. <gasps> All right, Taylor. Mm-hmm. Okay, you ready? This could, this could be hard. Yeah. Okay. Come run Ooh. the hidden pine trails of the forest. Come taste the sun sweet berries of the earth. Come roll in all the riches all around you. And for once, never wonder God what damn it. She nailed it. Oh my I lord. Thanks, guys. I thought that would be hard because I chose the second <laughs> um, the second verse. So I'm like, has she sung this song before mm. and she knows all the lyrics? I do not know. Okay. We've got two and one and a half. God so let's it. see. <gasps> I'm winning. That sounded really mean. Okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> this is my favorite one okay oh god okay oh no i'm scared okay just keep your head in the game just keep your head in the game and don't be afraid should the outside chain <laughs> get your head in the game you're so close to shoot the outside and it's a letter a no <laughs> should the out it's a letter? It's a singular letter? Yeah. I thought it was a name. Uh-huh. The only letter that makes sense to me is A. Should the outside... <laughs> J? Yes! Yes! It <gasps> it's from High School yeah! Musical. <laughs> Get your head in the yes! game. <laughs> and who sings it? Um, Who sings it? Well, a lot of people sing it, but Troy Bolton sings it. Yes! So you Yay! have two and a half. Okay, oh, so... Oh, god damn it. Taylor's gonna be... This could go two ways. <laughs> okay. This old town can slow you down. People taking the easy I way. I know it. I know it. Oh, but I know exactly where I'm going. I'm getting God closer and closer every day. And I'm almost there. Yes. I'm almost there. Oh. She was almost there, guys. But I, Okay. Oh, my God. I'm actually, I'm so nervous. <laughs> that made me so nervous. No. Oh my god, I'm so glad that those are actually somewhat different. Can we do can we do a musical theater one? Just one. Oh, I've got one musical theater one each. Okay. <gasps> can bonus we? round. Okay. <gasps> Tori, you're back in the game. Boom boom. <laughs> bonus round. Okay. So, 
Okay, Tori, yeah. this is yours. Oh, God, okay. You say all you want is just a kiss goodnight. Then you hold me and you whisper, child, the Lord won't mind. It's just you and me. I've literally done this yes! so many times. It's Dark I Know Well from Spring Awakening. <laughs> I, I want a challenge. <laughs> this is a challenge. Okay. Let's hear it. A boy who kills cannot love. Oh my god, I know what this is from. What? Okay, should I do a bit more? Okay. What is that? A boy who kills cannot love. A boy who kills has no heart. I have no idea. Like, actually no idea? Actually zero idea. One minute. <laughs> I'm going to give you a hint. No, no hints. That's not I, fair. I, I've, I've never okay. heard those lyrics okay. ever. <laughs> okay, Tori. Tori, you can chime in. I mean, I don't, I don't know what the next... But it's West Side Story. Uh, a boy like that could kill your brother. Okay, now you both know it's a West Side Story. He's a boy who gets your love and gets your heart. That's the next line. Oh. I know. Oh. Sorry, I chose a really hard one. Wait, oh my God. Does that mean that I just won? The tables have turned. <laughs> Please, your new lyric challenge champion is Tori. <laughs> You jinxed yourself. Congrats. You jinxed yourself. I did that to myself. I know. You're like, I want to do another one. (laughs) Should have left it where it was, Taylor. Oh, man. Alrighty. So since we've just, you know, since you just dominated in, at least in the Disney portion of the lyric (laughs) challenge. Oh, okay. um, What do you think of Mm. the upcoming Disney musicals being turned into stage shows? So obviously... Frozen's already been done, but they recently did the workshop of Hercules. What do you think of these kind of new and upcoming <gasps> ones? Ah, oh, I'm keen. I think it's cool. Like, more theatre is more theatre. I usually don't like it when people touch original stuff. Like, all the Disney remakes, mm-hmm. the live-action ones, I'm so opposed. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I actually... I think the turning point for me was The Hunchback of Notre Dame. <gasps> yeah. With Michael Arden. Oh, that is like one of my favorite stage productions of all time. Agreed. Now, Taylor, what did you think of the costume design for the movie versus the musical of Frozen? Mm. Oh, I love it. I love the costumes for Frozen. Yeah. I think they're gorgeous. But the the thing with costuming and, and making recreating a costume from an animated mm. film is there's so many... That, because they can just do whatever they want with yeah. animation... Sometimes the way that the dress moves in the movie is not the way it would move in real life. Just recreating the coronation dress. In the movie, her dress always sits perfectly. Yeah. Like there's pleating in the, I don't know if you guys know what I'm talking about, but there's pleating in the, in the green dress in the, in the bottom. And there's like in the movie, it always falls perfectly back into place. But that is not how it's like in real life. I think it's cool that they can kind of take the original costume and change it up a little bit. So it's a bit more unique to the production. Um, yeah, but there's, there's some things that physically just can't really happen properly like they do in the movie. And I think like what you just said, cause I've seen the show, one of the big costume changes that I like personally noticed was her dress, like the hiking dress. Mm. She actually gets changed Mm. into Kristoff's clothes because it's, it's so not practical and I think they're like pointing at that in the show. I actually saw an interview 
from Kristen Bell last night and she was talking about Anna mm. and she was there from the first day. Like she was on board and she was the first person cast. Yeah. And when creating mm. Anna, she wanted to create a role that actually reflected her childhood and how weird and quirky she was and how different she mm. was because she didn't see a Disney princess that was clumsy and that wore her heart on her sleeve and just went for it all the time. Yeah. For me, I definitely see a lot of myself in Anna as well. Mm-hmm. And she's one of my favorite princesses for that reason. Yeah. And just to go off on a tangent about that, um, that's actually something that I'm really hoping that Disney does more in the future mm-hmm. is that they give people who are like in a minority more power by I don't know. For example, I was doing I was doing a party once as Belle, mm-hmm. and there was a little girl who were she wore glasses, and her glasses were so thick, like she was the cutest Aww. little thing ever. Aww. And and I said to her, I was like, "Do you love reading?" And she was like, "Yeah, I love reading." And I was like, "Did you know that I wear reading glasses as well?" This is one of those examples where you can just say what you want to a kid, and they'll just believe you. Yeah. I was like, "I wear reading glasses as well," and her face was just like. <gasps> She was like, you do? And I was like, yes. And I was like, I love glasses. Glasses mm-hmm. are, yeah, I love your glasses. Like, you're mm-hmm. beautiful, blah, blah, blah. So I'm like, but like to see a kid be like, oh, they're yeah. like me. Yes. It's the cutest thing ever. So I'm waiting for like, you know, a princess that wears glasses or a princess who's a bit curvier or like, I, they're already starting to do that, like with different, um, like princesses of like different races yeah. and stuff. They had Moana and they've, yeah. Yeah, Tiana and like Moana and stuff like that. So I'm looking forward to more of that. Speaking of like the musicals, I would be interested to know, in your opinion, what Disney movie or Disney princess would you want to be turned into a stage show? Yes, I've thought about this before. Yeah. I'm like, I know my answer, but I also know my answer. Like, just it just really is not feasible. And I know it will probably never happen. Oh, there's some things that... You're like, that would be so sick if it was a musical, but then there's no way, <laughs> there's just no way that they can do it. Guys, I want to see 101 mm-hmm. Dalmatians put on. I mean, I just want to see that many puppies on stage. Oh, Could you imagine? I would die. Okay, so mine would be Pocahontas. <gasps> and there are many reasons yep. for this. Yep. Because, first of all, the music is mm-hmm. incredible. Like, it's so underrated. Like, mm-hmm. it's Stephen Schwartz, obviously. It's the, um, King. like, he's done The Hunchback as well. And it's so good. So I would love to see Pocahontas on stage. That would be so sick. So having so much experience doing the Disney princess business side of things and creating costumes, mm-hmm. do you think that this is a good side hustle for a lot of people who do music theater but are also looking for some more work? Yes, absolutely. I really think it is. Um, And for so many reasons. I mean, first of all, you're acting. So you're still acting. You're still being creative. You're still kind of interacting with an audience, per se. The hours are good if you're uh, doing like night shows on the weekends. Most of your parties are going to be during Mm -hmm. the day. That's Um, true. Yeah. I mean, it might not work so well if you have lots of matinees, but... There is still some room, you know, and if you can get with a really good company that pays decent, then it's a good way to make money for not a lot of time spent, if you know what I mean. And I think some advice, because I know that we've all done um, princess princess work, is that go Mm -hmm. with a company that you actually enjoy doing the work for, that you have great costumes. I think that's Mm -hmm. a really important thing is having good costumes. If you have good costumes, Mm -hmm. 
it doesn't feel like work. It feels like something that's fun. But when yes. you feel like you're not 100% the character because your costume isn't 100%, then it yep. really affects how you can work. Yeah, and that's the, the main thing, like working for the company that I do, making costumes and stuff. That was my main goal slash objective was to make the costumes amazing. Oh, it makes such a difference to how you perform. And I feel like with the costume quality that you have, it really draws people in because it's like the equivalent of going to a theme park. Mm -hmm. And that's exactly why I've put so much work into making the costumes nice and trying to replicate Mm -hmm. them as best I can to the movies or the Disneyland versions is that like, we don't have anything in Australia. We don't have a Disneyland. So I really wanted, I really want to bring some of that That to Australia, to Canberra specifically, because so many people don't get the opportunity to experience it because taking a family overseas to Disneyland or Disney World is expensive. I'm so, so lucky I had the opportunity because I was traveling between uh, Canada because I'm Canadian. I was traveling between Canada and Australia. I'm so lucky I had the opportunity to to stop over mm-hmm. in America and go to Disneyland and like go to Disney World. And I'm so, so lucky that I got to experience that. It's such a big part of like yeah. my childhood. And obviously, like I'm a Disney obsessed adult. <laughs> I wouldn't be if I didn't have those experiences. And I'm just so lucky that I was able to do that. And so many mm-hmm. people here can't. And so it's nice to be able to kind of try my best to emulate that for other people. A question that I I would love to know is, as an actress and as a performer, what do you think the main difference is between party performer, like a children's entertainment performer, and performing on stage? What are the main differences Mm -hmm. that you've felt, you know, having so much experience in both? Probably just the type of acting that you're doing. Like, Mm -hmm. obviously, if you're on stage, you're performing like you're following a script you've got blocking it's all planned out like you've rehearsed your songs you've got your director your music director's stage met like it's all sorted but when you're doing parties it's improv like I said before it's just improvising and also it's more personal when you're doing a a party or whatever you have to change how you talk to certain Mm -hmm. age groups like when you're on stage you just just you just do the character the same way not the same way that you've done it every time, but like you know what you want to do every night, whereas you're not basing it off the reactions of other people around you. Yeah, and when you're performing, you like the audience comes in knowing what to expect. They know that it's going to be a mature show or like mm-hmm. a children's show or, you know, they, they have that kind of expectation. So you just play it the way that the show was intended. But when you're talking to kids, if you're talking to a three-year-old, it's going to be completely different to how you talk yeah. to a 12 year old that's going to be completely different than how you talk to the mm-hmm. the parents so it's more spontaneous you know amazing yeah well thank you so much for sharing all of your wisdom and knowledge with us uh, no us. worries but before we leave we want to find out your own bedtime story <laughs> yes. so we always finish up every podcast with a bedtime story and we mm. thought because you're here we could end with one of your favorite bedtime stories i'm sure you have so many i have one that comes to mind i've told a lot of people the story but it's just so embedded in my memory yep. i will never forget this <laughs> okay So the first, it's not even that big a deal, but to me, it was such a big deal. So the first show that I was in outside of doing study uh, was Mary Poppins. Oh my God. (laughs) And I did it at the, and I did it at the Canberra theater. But I remember I, I, 
I really wanted to prove myself as a dancer and um, I wanted to like get to the front of the dances. So I worked really, really hard and I was put in like the front row for supercalifragilisticexpialidocious. Yes. Um, and if you've seen the way that they perform the song on Broadway and in musicals, they spell out the words. The curry is very intense, very fast. You don't have time to think. Um, so, <laughs> so for my costume, I had my hair up completely up except for these two little pieces of hair down by my ears yeah. like little curled yeah little curls yeah. um that were like down by my face and they were really long because I didn't have short hair um <laughs> and in the middle of a performance of doing super cal I was like right at the front like going crazy and you're tired and so you're breathing really heavy I inhaled a piece one of those pieces of hair I <laughs> It went down my throat. I could feel it touching my throat. I'm doing this intense curry. I'm doing this intense curry. I don't have time to like pull it out of my mouth. So I'm just like, I just start coughing and I'm like, like doing the curry as the best I. And I just remember seeing these four people in the front row and they were pissing themselves. Oh my God. They're like pointing at me pissing themselves and i'm literally like like, uh, uh, you're just literally choking i was choking (laughs) looks like you're having a seizure on stage it it was but i still did the kari but like i was choking (laughs) and that was like so stressful i finally got to a point where like my hands were up near my face where i could kind of like flick it out but i like thought i was gonna die i know that's dramatic (laughs) (laughs) but thank you so much for that bedtime story that was hilarious and oh, no worries. to our listeners don't forget that you guys can actually send us in your bedtime stories whether it be a mishap costume oh malfunction gosh. whatever like send them through to our instagram through to our email address it's all listed mm. on our social media and if you say that you've been in a show and you haven't had a mishap you're a liar oh there's always something exactly. no matter how small it is you will always have had something <laughs> everyone has had something <laughs> Well, thank you so much, Taylor, for coming on today. You guys can actually catch Taylor online. She has a YouTube channel, which is Potete. Am I correct? Potete. She does lots of covers. P-O-T-A-Y-T-A-Y. Exactly. So go over there and follow her. But thank you so much for coming on today. And thanks, everyone, for listening. And we can't wait to see you on the next episode. Stay happy and healthy, guys. Bye. Bye. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E dot org because only together we rise.